0: Most importantly, take care of your head. You got to take care of your head. And we got you covered in that department. Our sponsor, Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates, has you set. With With over
1: 10 choices.
0: 10 flavors of their premium mushroom chocolates. All the bars come with 4 grams of their premium mushroom blend. All the mushrooms are grown in-house. All the chocolatiering is done by the family. And these mushroom chocolate bars are no fucking joke, folks. Go check them out. Go to at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-O-M-S on Instagram. Shoot them a DM. Ask for their menu and tell them that No Simple Road sent you. You're going to get $20 off your first bar. And then you're going to write us a DM and you're going to say, thank you for changing my world. My entire perception of the reality has changed because Melt Mushrooms came into my life. Yes, that's the truth. You're going to do it. Go check them out on Instagram at Melt Mushrooms it's wednesday it's noon and you don't know what to do for lunch or it's dinner time and you and your crew or your family are like what the hell do we do for dinner well i'm here to tell you go check out fire on the mountain if you live in portland or denver here in portland we got three locations in denver there's two soon to be one in ben and i heard rumors about tokyo too i don't know if it's actually true but they have the best goddamn chicken wings pizzas Uh, vegan options salads desserts desserts, and new specials are coming online every month follow them on social media at fotm pdx fotm denver and fotm Bend, so you get updates on all the new specials that are coming up and go to portlandwings.com if you're not one of those cities hook yourself up with some of their swag a nice hoodie some fire on the mountain socks and let me tell you their sauces are there too so don't be sad you can have a whole fire on the mountain experience Go check out what the Grateful Dead family is cooking up for you at Fire on the Mountain.
1: It's getting cold outside. Yes, it is. And I know where to get the best hoodies on the, in everywhere. Where? Shop Tour Bus.
0: It is the Virtual Lot's dopest dealer. That's right. Of Grateful Dead inspired t-shirts, hoodies, pins, stickers. Go check out all the new designs they got going on. They're always coming out with new cool stuff. And when you order from them, it's going to come in an all-over print box with all kinds of extras on the inside. And
2: what? Uh, I'm just thinking all the extras—the doodads, the chockies, the goodies—and some of you will get a miracle bootleg,
0: a wow. real cassette tape carries with Griffith, the magic music on it, you taped by some head stoned out of his mind. And stuff. What?
1: If you put in the promo code No Simple Road, you will get that. Design box shipped to you for free. Free shipping. Free shipping. Promo
0: code promo No code. Simple Road. So go check out shoptourbus.com or go to at Shoptourbus on Instagram. Check out all the designs. Order something. Make sure you tell them No Simple Road sent you by putting in the promo code that is our name. shop Shoptourbus. No yeah, shoptourbus.com. Keep it in the family. Summer tour is ended. Fall tour is getting ready to start, and you have all this information in your brains from all the venues that you've been to that you need to share with people on VenueLama.com. VenueLama is a new resource where live music fans share helpful insider venue reviews and information based on their own experiences. This is a place where pro showgoers can quickly review venues and exchange seriously helpful venue intel with one another. Head over to VenueLama.com today and sign up for your free llama account and start reviewing venues today. This is the place where you go and tell people where the best sound is,
1: Where the bathrooms are,
2: where to park, how tight security is, is always an important one to me.
0: What entrance to use
1: is there grass to massage your feet after the show?
0: That's a thing that you can do at venulama.com. Go over there, sign up for the free llama account. They have their own podcast, the Venue Llama Podcast i was a guest on
1: and a youtube channel
0: they're pretty freaking amazing youtube channel so this is turning into a whole community over at venulama.com. go sign up and be a part of it this is where we congregate to give each other the intel venue wind.
1: no simple road yeah here we go
0: no simple road is stoked to have sunset lake cbd back with us as our sponsor sunset lake is the real deal if you've looked around trying to find cbd and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do this is the place you need to go They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm and a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower. That's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man i'm saying this is darwin approved stuff go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have this is vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20 percent off so put in the promo code nsr20 when you're checking out you're going to get 20 percent off your whole order and i know you're going to love it they even have subscription options open for you so you don't forget to get your medicine go check out sunset lake cbd everybody
3: Simple road. Hey, there we go.
0: How are you feeling, Mel? I'm feeling good. Apple, I'm doing good. Hey, doing I'm good. feeling pretty good too. This is Aaron. How's everybody doing? Hey, no, no, simple road family. We're back.
1: <laughs> that was all weird and out of order. I know. No, the okay. way you said that, I was
2: waiting like for somebody to respond when you asked
0: everybody how they're doing. Like,
1: We're good. Well, happy Friday, NSR family out there. Happy
0: What's Friday. up, everybody? We we've actually recovered. From um, being at Dick's, and this week's guest on No Simple Road is
1: Sam Grisman. Yeah,
0: we're stoked to bring you this one. It's gonna be amazing. I'm excited for all of you to hear this gentleman because this is, <laughs> first of all, all by himself. Sam is a badass. Then you add that he's dog's son, and that takes it up another notch. And now you add the Sam Grisman project into it, and you have an entire musical universe that is badassery—that is Sam Grisman and the Sam Grisman project—and we had a blast talking to him.
1: Yeah, we really did.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: apple's just <laughs> fucking on
2: his phone huh? well i'm I, looking at the tour day oh well you're talking about the band i was gonna say he is combined forces which you'll hear him talk about in here but i mean these are like good friends rick robertson chris english who is an amazing badass on percussion and drums and aaron lip and they have created this sam gristman pro- project which is just amazing can I read this little thing? Sure. Can I read this little Please thing? Please read to no. us. Because oh, this just I sums, love your reading voice. This just voice. sums it up. A, a note from Sam. Okay. <clears throat> the music that my father, David Grisman, and his close friend, Jerry Garcia, made in the early 1990s in the house that I grew up in is not only some of the most timeless acoustic music ever recorded, it also triggers my oldest and fondest musical memories. Mm. What I find most inspiring about this material is the way their camaraderie and their love and joy for the music simply oozes out of each recording. It is also impressive how deeply they get beneath their favorite songs, whether they are originals, covers, or traditional old-time tunes, and how expertly they That material was curated. My goal in starting Sam Grissman project is to build a platform for my friends and me to showcase our genuine passion and appreciation for the legacy of Dog and Jerry's music by playing some of their beloved repertoire and sharing the original music that our own collective has to offer. We will also show the impact that this music has had on our own individual musical voices. Ultimately, There is nothing that makes me happier than playing great songs with my best friends. And my hope is to share that happiness with audiences all over.
0: It's, it's the coolest thing when we get on a a video call with a guest that's coming on the show and you immediately connect with them. Sometimes it takes a few minutes for us to like gel with whoever we're talking to. And sometimes it doesn't happen and whatever with Sam. I, I was like sad when we hung up. I want to keep hanging out. I want to kick it mm-hmm. i want to go to a show with this guy mm-hmm. i want to you know
1: and then rachel was in there too yeah. hanging out toward the end <laughs>
0: i want to be in the room with you i wish you were yeah. here yeah no, man right? so do they have any tour dates coming up apple
2: yeah so you're listening to this on friday september 15th uh they are playing today in flagstaff arizona at picking the pines music festival cool. dope then they got a lot more dates coming up all through september i would go over go to sam Uh, Because they're going to be hitting Massachusetts, uh, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Tennessee, Georgia, New York, New Jersey, Vermont, New York, Maryland, Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, D.C., Colorado, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. I think you get the point. Oh, Oregon,
3: December 9th at Aladdin
2: Theater, Mm. Seattle, Washington, Colorado, Colorado. This goes all the way up through March 2024. So, busy boys taking it on
0: the road. They are hardworking gentlemen. And the coolest part of this to me is that it's Sam and his homies. Mm -hmm. Like, he loves the music, it's part of his world but he wanted to create a vehicle for him and his homies yeah. to do something beautiful together. And that is the coolest part of this whole thing. And I'm really excited for all of you to hear this interview. So I'm going to get through the business and get you to the interview so we can do the do, um, follow no simple road at no simple road on Instagram and Facebook. Go to Nosimpleroad.com. Get yourself some of our merch. There's, I have a, starting to do lot shirts. I have some designs in the works, but I have one up there right now. Go over there and check it out in the merch tab. Get a tarot reading from Mel and I with the grateful dead tarot deck. That's right. We do that. We do tarot readings. That's right. And we use the dead deck and it's really cool. Um, Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can financially support us. We need financial support. This is a world that works in finances and Hey man, there's all kinds of content up there. And if you're not on Patreon and supporting us, then you're missing out on an entire other podcast. My mom just got interviewed. That's
2: what I I still
1: I, haven't listened to that one. I, it's
2: turning into like getting to p- people. You can get to like know our families and everything. And, and, and it's also interesting for us to hear our family members yeah, being sure. interviewed because tidbits come out that even we don't know sometimes.
0: Yeah, man. So it's how you can interact with the No Simple Road family. Get all the extra content. You're getting the episodes a day early and ad free. And. All you gotta do is spend a buck or more. I mean, it's less than um, a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So yeah, that makes the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. That's Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Uh, call nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. That is the No Simple Road Tepid Line, and we have a very special call this week
1: from John from
0: B. Eli.
4: Yeah, <gasps>
1: Eli.
4: What up, No Simple Road family? Hi. <laughs> this is eli paul Uh, i just thought i would call and share my thoughts um on the live podcast y'all did last wednesday at ophelia's in denver uh sponsored by the edible beats (laughs) and uh first off i wanted to say congratulations thank you and uh secondly i wanted to say congratulations Um, (laughs) it was very obvious how excited you guys were to be there um I really enjoyed your conversation with uh, Chris Pandolfi and um, how y'all didn't fucking pull any punches. You just cut right into the heart of things and really laid into it. And there was really no buffer room. Um, And it was really cool to see uh, you guys so seamlessly and effortlessly carry the uh, energy of the show onto the stage. And, um, I drew a lot of parallels uh, between, like, you guys going to do that with Andy Frasco and, like, a smaller band opening for, like, a bigger band, you know, the uh, wherein, like, both musical acts will kind of have their own thing going on, uh, whereas you guys definitely um, stayed true to the substance of the show, and then Andy, well... Andy was Andy. <laughs> yes, and he it was, was. Wild and wonderful and amazing. But um and how uh as soon as you guys hopped off the stage the feed was still going and you could hear a bunch of people like hollering at you guys telling you how awesome it was and you guys expressing gratitude for them saying that and um it was just really cool to see cuz it reminded me of when we open up for like bigger bands and, like the Nerds and and Oh, and yeah. all of that. So, there was uh, that I just wanted to share that mm-hmm. I thought all of that was really cool and what a gift uh it was for Andy Frasco to uh bring y'all on for that like that's that's fucking huge and um yeah it was super cool I'm really proud of you guys um Aww. it looks like you had a wonderful weekend in Denver I'm coming off a three-day weekend myself that uh had some fun activities going on but um yeah, I just wanted to come and share some love for the, the live taping because I was glued to my phone the entire Aww. time. That uh, it. It was really enjoyable. Uh, you know, there was no awkward pauses or anything. Um, wow. So, if nothing else, keep up the good work. But, uh, looks like I'm running out of time here. So, I love you and we'll talk soon. Oh,
1: wow, Eli. Damn. That Eli. was. <sighs> Well, first of all, thank you for saying that no awkward pauses and it was seamless. I, you know, I think when you're, well, I don't, I won't say, I think I'll speak for myself being up there, you're in the moment. So I wasn't trying to dissect myself or anything, but you want, I want to come off as doing a good job and like not making it awkward or weird or whatever. And just to have an outside confirmation that it really did happen. You know, I'm not just thinking that in my head, Yeah,
0: man. I, I think that was the main thing that came into my head afterwards was like, wow, I felt like we did the show Yes, in front yeah. of everybody. Yes. And, we, and so to hear that from you, Eli is super dope, man. Thank you for calling. And, uh, as I say, especially
2: coming from like Eli, dude, yeah, you're like our road dog. You've been with us for a while, and to get that confirmation, we love you, brother. Yeah, and,
1: and you're performing too, so you know, like you you were saying, drawing yeah. those parallels, like that is. Thank you for acknowledging all that. I so I love. Can't that.
0: wait for the day that we get to boogie at a show oh together. Gosh. Wait, we have one more. I just have to play this one. Um, it's our brother John B.
5: John B. No simple road. <laughs> The best podcast in the nation. Aww. So, Johnny B from Delaware, Delaware, Delaware who, Delaware what, Delaware when? Oh yeah, Delaware. If you thought it was the same as the Delaware Water Gap, no. That is some river or gap or thing in New York that people talk about. No, it's a state below New Jersey, next to Maryland and above Virginia. <clears throat> I was saying that because the last time I called, I was a little sad because. One of our friends has passed away. But you know what makes me happier? And you know what makes Big yes. Red Trey happier? I know what it a is. A fucking fish festival. Yes, sir. Come on now. What's better than that? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I only went to one, Big Cypress, the pinnacle, the epic, the most amazing day uh, of my concert life experience. Um, And nothing is better than that. The only thing I've ever wanted to do since that moment, let's go back to a fish festival and thank the heavens that fish is coming. To Delaware, um, I didn't even think that was a possibility, so they're playing four days next summer, like 30 minutes from my house.
3: Four um, days,
5: all looks are invited, not all looks, but you know, all looks are invited. So, yeah, we get you. Come on down, let's have some fun. Uh, you know, I got a plan already. I'm getting no, he does. And I mean, it's a fish festival, and it's not going to get canceled. I will say this right now for the record 100%. No, it will not get canceled. Yeah, it rains. We don't get the crazy rain. Delaware's got the money bay. It, like, stops the rain before it gets there. It's perfect. It's going to be hot as hell. It's going to be humid. I might be able to run some people for showers (laughs) to my house, or we might just have to sweat it out, you know. Um, But, yeah, a fish festival, a fish festival, a fish festival. I mean, I don't know. I don't even believe this is real. Maybe I'm just dreaming. No, you're not. Who knows? Maybe this is recorded. Maybe this is all (laughs) fake. I got to go back to work, but I had to call. Because I can't even believe this is happening. You guys have to come. You have to come. I'll take you up to the airport. We'll figure something out. Um, So anyway, that's in my books for my plans. Um, Talk to you guys later.
0: I'm sorry that yeah. John doesn't have any energy, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's sad when somebody calls in and doesn't have anything to say. And I, I just apologize for, for John well, being so lackluster. That's why I'm sure that the Fish
2: Boys are listening because they've heard John being down a little. So they decided to throw a
0: festival in near Delaware, his house. Right, we 30 <laughs> minutes from John B's house. That's 971-808-1524. You can call the Tepid Line too. It doesn't have to just be John B and Eli. and david and david yeah it can be you too yeah it can be anybody
2: we love it
1: eli kind of in the midwest Mm -hmm. that's perfect
2: yeah but we want more (laughs) yeah uh we have correspondence (laughs) across the country i love that (laughs) okay
0: that's a tepid line you can also leave us a review on apple podcasts you guys don't understand when you hit the five star and then you type something You don't understand the magnitude of how that helps the show. So I found something out this week I want to explain to you. If you're a fast forwarder, stop fast forwarding listen to me for a minute because I've never said this on the show before. This is new information. When you go to Apple Podcasts and you hit five stars, that puts us better in the algorithm when people are searching new podcasts. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you hit three stars, that takes us out of the algorithm. Check that shit out. So if you're going to go on there and leave a four star, maybe just send us an email and tell us your gripe, go there and leave us a Mm -hmm. five star, type something, help us get more in the algorithm so that other people can find out about the show and love and light of no simple road can spread into the universe and there'll be peace on earth. All the people will be fed. Everything wonderful will happen. There'll be rainbows in every corner. Aaron's lying. Okay. That won't, all that shit won't happen, but it'll help make the show bigger and that helps us get it'll help guests. more
1: people be able to see the show be recommended more that, and they'll Mel's listen said. to some awesome yeah. interviews and you will have helped that
0: and that's why you're my wife because you can cut through all my bullshit and, and you keep saying
1: you want to hurry up hurry up and then he keeps taking all these long uh, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> don't give me the hurry
1: i know up, apple sir. didn't even say anything I, was getting, I
2: said one word and he's giving me the like hurry up <laughs> like, uh, come on man <laughs> I just wanted to point out that oh, we got a new review <gasps> oh, on shit. Apple Podcasts. Dang. So uh, th- this came in on Sunday. A thank you very much to Death Nurse eighty one. <laughs> I I'd love that. So like, uh, new listener, five stars. Just started listening and I'm definitely in love. Uh-huh. Thanks for the goodness you're putting in the world.
1: Oh, what? see that's like Death you, Nurse, short and
2: sweet, and means so much. Yes, it does. You can do that. It's easy. Yep, that's Apple Podcast.
1: That's a really cool review, actually. Thank you so much, Death Nurse ninety three. Super sweet. Yes. Is uh, it ninety three?
0: Uh Death Nurse eighty one. Eighty one. Death Nurse Eighty one. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it could be ninety three, but it's eighty one in this case. We are gonna uh get you to the interview. Make sure you tell somebody about the show, man. That's the other cool thing you can do. And uh if you like Sam Grisman and you hear him on the show, shoot him a DM on Instagram and say, hey, man, I heard you on, on No Simple Road. I dug the interview and that was a lot of fun. And I'm coming to see you play. That's, well, that's a way that you can let the artists know yeah. that you dug their interview.
1: You can do that. They like to know that, too.
0: I, I'm sure. I, doing interviews is not easy. And if you guys enjoyed it, they need to know about it. So let them know, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. All right. Here we go. Everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready, Mel?
1: I'm ready. All right.
0: Without further ado, the No for Rogue crew gives you <laughs> Sam Grisman. <laughs>
2: Rockings in her hand Little bare feet on the floor
1: here we go yeah what's, up, what's going on yeah, how's it man? Going, guys what's happening so good
6: oh thanks for having me fuck yeah, yeah man, man welcome this yeah, th- is
1: exciting for us
6: yeah thanks for being here <laughs> i'm equally excited
1: um, yeah well i was gonna are you still in portland oregon
6: no i moved to nashville oh, I, okay. I live in nashville now with my sweetheart rachel Oh, um, but we're never here <laughs> well okay right on right yeah
0: we're in portland i was like i saw that you had lived here and i was like fuck we if he lived here well, we should
6: have just over. had him over yeah <laughs> oh man if if i had put that together and i still lived in portland i would have just knocked on your guys's door oh yes.
0: loved it <laughs> so how's it going man uh
6: it's great. I have a I have a question, a technical question. Should I put a headphone in or is this okay?
1: You sound good. Yeah, yeah you sound fine to us if you can hear us good.
6: Okay, great. Yeah, you're good. I can hear you perfect. Okay, right cool. On.
0: So Sam, uh I'm Aaron.
6: And good I, to meet you, Aaron. Right. You too, man. I'm Mel. You're Mel, and that makes you apple. That yeah, right. that okay. makes
3: me
0: apple. Cool. <laughs> yes. perfect. Uh Hey, do us a favor for everybody that's listening. Tell them who you are.
6: Hey, everybody. I'm Sam Grisman. I'm a bass player and, uh, and leader of a group of my friends. We call ourselves Sam Grisman Project, and uh, we're paying musical tribute to the legacy of my dad and Jerry Garcia, but playing a lot of original music as well, and really whatever we feel like playing
0: that's that's, that's the way to that's do a it. mouthful that's right perfect. there man that's like <laughs> you know that's not your everyday description of a person i i have to start this off by saying um i guess it was whenever the last dead and company shows were like maybe two three weeks ago was it yeah you sure. guys you guys played down in in san francisco
6: yeah we uh had the honor of of playing the great American music hall with
1: our friends Midnight North. Oh, wow. We love Midnight North.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I have a buddy that went to the last shows. We, we unfortunately couldn't make it, but, um, my buddy went and him and I were talking the day after the shows and he was like, brother, dead, dead and company was awesome. Shows are great. But I have to tell you my greatest musical experience of this year was seeing Sam Grisman at the great American music hall with midnight North. That is the future of this music. And he, like he was just going on and on. And, uh, I had already reached out to you to, uh, to make this happen. I was so excited after I heard that I was like, fuck yeah. Cause we haven't had a chance to see you play yet, man.
6: That is such a kind thing for him to say. Um, and I'll, uh, tell them the check is in the mail you know yeah right no <laughs> shit man <laughs> no kidding
0: i mean it's a it's a big thing like this music is a i don't have to tell you this music is a huge deal look at the shirts we're both wearing like it makes an indelible it mark it means a
6: lot to a lot <laughs>
0: yeah man it makes a, a mark on our souls and Absolutely. um there's a definite legacy to be carried on and you know your dad and you are now a huge part of that thing it i've always wondered like from you for you do you feel pressure where
3: that's concerned um
6: i i don't feel any particular pressure because i'm i'm just a person you know and and Jerry was ultimately just a person as well, and yeah. sort of that's the the landscape that I was introduced to him in. You know, we we had lots of uh, dear family friends coming over to the house often, and and Jerry was one of those friends, and he happened to you know be coming around more than you know the average family friend, and and those friends I I grew up calling you know Uncle jerry or uncle banana uncle craig mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean i have a lot of uncles um <laughs> because neither of my parents have siblings okay. um wow. and so i had no concept um of sort of the importance that the community placed on jerry mm. or his music growing up um i just knew you know him as uncle jerry and i knew the music that he and my dad played together you know um is sort of the soundtrack to to my early childhood um or part of it and it wasn't you know until he passed that i sort of gained a sense of how how much of a an icon he was and how much he meant to so many people um and i was a really young person when he passed i was starting kindergarten Mm. and um the day that he died which is today unfortunately yeah um was the first time that i heard heard my parents cry i was uh (sighs) sitting in the living room watching gumby and my parents were watching the news in their bedroom and i just heard like this anguished scream and uh and i still hadn't really Put it together by that point because i just figured well you know that was my first experience with loss with losing anybody mm. and i just figured you know dying was such a heavy thing and such a big deal and such a rare occurrence that when somebody died they put it on the news oh wow um so it wasn't until kindergarten you know in marin in 1995
1: oh my god september
6: of 1995. <sighs> that uh you know i kind of had a sense of how much of a profound loss losing jerry was in that community because all of these teachers who i'd never met in my life were coming up to me and giving me their condolences whoa wow. whoa this...
0: that's fucking heavy man
6: so that was sort of my confrontation with it and you know and i know that it was a loaded thing because you know, my parents went to Jerry's funeral, and my dad played played Shalom Aleichem at, at his service, and I think he was the only person to play music there. And, um, you know, they had a a friendship that was rooted in in music and joy, and you know, he, my dad, had a friendship like that with lots of famous people, and he never gave a shit how famous right. they were, right? You know, right, right. Um, created a space for them to not be famous, um, you know, in his world.
1: That's, that's such a uh, relief. That's a, that's
6: a gift.
1: I, I can't, that must have been invaluable for everybody that he treated that way.
6: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's one of the things that kept Jerry inspired, you know, musically mm. towards the end and kept, you know, kept him wanting to come back. Was you know the fact that they could just have fun and go through these old songs that you know reminded them both of a simpler time probably and you know they just threw themselves into the music together and that's that's the context that I remember Jerry from.
1: It's funny you asked a question about pressure and you just explained Sam that that was like the antith- antithesis of yeah, what your okay. dad is. Yeah. Like he's doesn't put pressure. Like Jerry could just, like you said, be creative, be inspired, not feel any kind of a rush or hurry or any kind of a way. And then that's the music that your childhood is set to. So that has to resonate vibratorily inside of you, like in your foundation and probably why you have such a presence and such a calmness to you. Cause I mean, we haven't get to see you play, but We've listened to your stuff and it's incredible. And the, what you guys are doing is so unique and familiar. And that is something that is such... I think if you say those two words to anybody, they would love to feel that way. You, like something kind of unique and cool, but also like familiar and like comforting.
0: But I would imagine that that's what this music is for you unique and familiar yeah
6: yeah i mean there's there's certain parts of the catalog that are as familiar as anything you know in my life that you know certain songs i've been hearing literally my entire life right and then there's other stuff that i had to discover on my own you know which is now you know become just as familiar in a way um but, you know, it, it places a different value on on the things that you sort of have to quest for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
6: Yeah. Like the album that, you know, that you're wearing the uh, the cover of that cat's album is is probably my favorite. You know, it's one of my favorite three records ever made. And that was not something in my dad's record collection, not something that I could find easily around the house. Really it's really interesting. Um, you know, my dad and Jerry had a period of 13 years where they weren't hanging. Right. And, um, and that's just basically because of business, you know? Right. And, um, and because Jerry was not into confrontation, you know? Um, and, and that's like, that was a blessing and a curse for him. Right. It seemed. Um, but you know, he just didn't want any, bad vibes or weirdness and <laughs> and there are interviews that you know where he talks about how he would have dug to keep Olden and the Way going for a long time and, and Peter as well but I think my dad kind of burnt out on it you know and I think a lot of that had to do with the sort of like strange pirate style business practices of the Grateful Dead in that period Right. You know
1: and, <clears throat> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to You're gonna choke that out, man. <laughs> oh, right? We can't. It looks like you can barely talk about
0: It, <laughs> well, it is what it is, right? Is that's what they say.
1: <laughs> Dang, man. What an interesting perspective you have yeah. through something that's so historical but also current. You know what I mean? Like, they like, that has such a rich history, 50 plus years of history. And also it's happening right now, like Den Company just finished and you know, and we have bands like, like yourself and people that are continuing this, yet you've got this really long relationship with something that's just kind of burgeoning for you too. It's such a cool place to be, I would imagine.
6: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I, I've i always sort of been a sideman, and I've had this supremely talented group of friends that I've, you know, been supporting as an instrumentalist, as a bass player. Um, and, you know, this is the group of friends that convinced me to, you know, stop applying to actual colleges and just bail and go to art school and just be a bass player and i'm really glad you know for for that shove yeah back in the day but i never you know i've spent a lifetime sort of trying to distance myself from my last name in the musical capacity because i've always wanted to get hired on the merits of my playing right yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i wanted to ask um, you about that actually
1: that was
6: it, it's got to be hard. and uh, and it's Oh, I'm
0: so sorry. No, no, I was just saying I I was thinking about that before we got on the call. It's got to be hard. You know what I mean? To Because you are talented. You do have your own trip happening. And there's, like Mel said, there's history with the name and the thing. And it, it, it's a blessing and a curse. So it's it's got to be difficult to find that balance between stepping out and making it your own thing and then having that that shadow too at the same time
6: well yeah i mean i try to take it at face value and it it hasn't really been much of a shadow
3: Mm.
6: you know my dad isn't isn't like a a mccartney or 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 a garcia even you know i mean to recognize me by my last name by virtue of what it you know its significance with regard to my dad's career, you really have to be in into acoustic music or you have to be a deadhead. You, you know, you sure. have to really have quested for that music. Sure. And and his fans tend to be really educated, really passionate people. Um, you know, not the kind of people who come bother you for a picture, you know, out in public or right. or really like mm-hmm. interrupt your meal or anything like that. And so, okay. you know, I grew up with, you know, a regular, you know, ex- childhood experience with regard to having a, you know, quote unquote famous father. I didn't really have that. And, um, yeah. you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been much of a shadow. It's definitely opened some, a lot of doors for me and, you know, any, anything lasting and positive and and beautiful and community oriented in my life i i pretty much have <laughs> music to th- for that and oh, uh man. you know being a grisman has certainly opened a lot of doors for me in the musical space and i'm just you know endlessly grateful for all of the that opportunity um essentially forming this band is is you know something that i view as sort of like not squandering my privilege Ooh, you know shit wow yeah, man
1: right on like,
6: i really want people to hear my friends you know and, and hear yeah. the way that we interpret each other's songs and you know this catalog of music that my dad and jerry dove into together as well as just you know dog music on its own and and you know jerry songs in their own right like I you know never heard the song Gamora until I that record, right. and I was probably you know eighteen or nineteen by that point. Um, wow! I, I just you
0: know, I, I wonder I, though, like just because of who you are, doesn't mean you're going to fall in love with this music, right? Like, as a matter of fact, like my son, just like I told you on DM, like he just turned twenty one yesterday. He fucking hates this music. Hates it. Can't stand it. And like
1: uh, And he's a musician, right? Yeah, now. he's yeah, big you know, just like starting.
0: But there's no there's no guarantees that you're going to fall in love with this thing. Yeah. And f- What was it for you that that like made that happen?
6: Yeah, that's such a good question. Um you know, I was almost predisposed to not liking it in a way <laughs> because of just some of the bias my dad with me because he's a very serious practiced musician you know and and the grateful dead at at their at the height at the zenith they are all that as well and and part of the magic of the grateful dead is that they had nights where they transcended the powers of the individuals you know and played sort of beyond their capacity mm-hmm. yeah. but the to that is they had a lot of nights where it just wasn't clicking like that you know and
3: uh, I just had to embrace
6: you know the special musical quality that I identified in Uncle Jerry's playing you know from the music that I did know and grew, grew up around and and I had to discover, you know, like I the one thing I had in my dad's C D collection, uh, one Grateful Dead record that wasn't American beauty, was one from the vault.
0: Okay. Mm.
6: You know, that's a pretty magical thing for a seven year old kid to stumble upon. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Fuck yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I just remember, you know, well, first of all, the the Bill Graham introduction and just hearing the crowd. Oh, yeah. And just like the, the white packaging with the cursive and just the steely, you know, like the iconography was enough to make me curious. And, you know, the that sparkle of like just. You know, je ne sais quoi. It's just like magic, incredible, magical <laughs> which, which, you know, what made me feel, you know, happy and bubbly and warm as a child, you know, listening to the music that he and my dad made. That same inexplicable quality was in, you know, on One from the Vault and you know on like my dad had this shelf full of records that he played on and like one of those records was that a merle saunders record i think keepers okay and jerry's on some tracks on that as a sideman and you know i just kind of had to i had bits and pieces that were available to me and so wild. originally you know it was it was Jerry that that turned me on to the Grateful Dead, you know. Obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know it took me a a longer time to discover, you know, Cassidy and Jack Straw and all the great Bobby material, right? You know, saw.
2: I I I was I was gonna. With everything you're saying, I was going to back up to a minute where you're saying you want to be, you know, more known for your playing than the name and everything. Well, congratulations, yeah, brother, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. you, you've done that like uh, like the off the album that, you know, the temple cabin sessions and stuff, uh, all beautiful. But the fact that you threw Shady Grove in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: every time I hear that me and Aaron were just out on the patio before we came in listening to shady Grove and put it on, it gives me goosebumps every time it sounds so right and oh, so familiar and so mm-hmm. comfortable. Cause you hear, there's so many bands out there, uh, tribute bands, cover bands, whatever. And earlier today, I, me and Aaron both work from home. I work from home some bit and I was working from home today and I put on uh, from June your guys's performance at the Get Down in Pennsylvania.
6: Oh, awesome! Just on archive uh,
2: on you on YouTube, uh, watching the video. I like to see. I like to see the. You know, I like to see it and hear it. And had it on my huge TV in my room while I'm working. And it just it it it's so calming. And to see like you had, you know you had some special guests on there. And as you said too, you're, you're man, you got a hell of a group of friends. Uh, that, that makes up this band because they are all amazing and they all like their their voices like everybody has a voice everybody is multi-instrumental I mean like so much talent has been brought to this I just I just can't wait until we get to see you live November the the live experience is as we know it's the most amazing thing for the player and the fan yeah. and it, it, it's it, it really hits home it it, it Feels different in the way that it just feels natural and right yeah man well said
6: well said i really that i mean that's that's what we're trying that's what we're hoping comes across because you know our our branding is pretty simple you know like we don't have any any time to fabricate anything we're just ourselves yeah And, and they're And we, we love each other's music and we also love this catalog, you know, and and we care deeply about it and about each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just about loving each other and building a community and, you know, honoring this material that means so much to so many people, but also, you know that material is affording us the space to play our own music which is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and um you know i mean we're just we're just trying and and it'll continue to get better um and you know we'll continue to work more, more material into the repertoire and i think we're at about 240 tunes played or Whoa. something like that jesus and that's just it's crazy because as insane as that sounds for, you know, 65 gigs or something like that. It's it really is just like a fraction of, of the shit that we want to play for people. Fuck,
0: dude. I, wow. I have trouble remembering
6: three fiddle tunes, man. <laughs> 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 I do how you do it. If I could talk for a moment.
1: Yeah. About I wanna...
6: everybody in their back would probably make a little more sense i, would yes. love that. Yeah, man. I was um, reading
1: up on it and i was excited i was going to ask you about it i'm glad you're bringing it up
6: yeah i mean uh so i basically hatched the concept for this band with with my dear friend rick robertson who's one of the um two sort of he multi-instrumentalists in the in the group and um We met at the Mandolin Symposium in Santa Cruz, California when we were 14 years old, Oh shit! uh, which is about the nearest story possible. You know, it's this mandolin camp that my dad put on with Chris Thiele and Mike Marshall um, in 2004 for the first time. We were 14 and uh, he didn't, you know, try to connect with me on the level like, oh, your dad's David or, you know, he's the my hero or anything like that. He was just straight up like, Hey man, did you get bar mitzvah?
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Fuck yeah. Friendship, you know, and, and he was really the only kid at the mandolin symposium with the gumption to like sing a song, you know, okay. like he, the power of, because this was, camp. you know, we are we are a bunch of, bluegrass kids playing fiddle tunes and that's the environment we grew up in you know and i mean i started playing the bass when i was four years old and that's all my dad would show me how to play bluegrass time for a long time and so for the longest time it was just repertoire you know just Mm. learning songs and and not fucking up (laughs) and and you know the other kids who were in that class like that first mandolin symposium class were Sarah DeRose, Dominic Leslie, who plays with Molly Tuttle. Oh
3: my god. Uh,
6: Jared Walsh, who plays with Billy Strings. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. you know Rick was there I'm sure I'm leaving him. Oh, Jake Jolliffe was there oh, shit. You know, who used to play with Yonder Um, I mean it was it was sort of the, the A-team of you know, bluegrass, mandolin, wonderkins, um, Sierra holden come the first year, but you know, everybody knew a- about Sierra and Josh Pinkham. Oh, and Bryce Milano was there. I mean, all these kids who still to this day, just the absolute shit out of the mandolin for a living. were there as their 14 year old selves. And wow. we all hit it off. Like I had actually known Alex Hargraves for a few years Previous to that, and Jake Jolliffe we were in a band called Upville. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> but but, anyways, you know, Rick, Sarah was singing songs, but but Rick was singing songs and he was playing guitar and you know he was sharing songs and writing songs that early. And uh, wow. you know, Rick and Dominic and I lived together in college when we went to the berkeley college of music and we all i mean i dropped out after two semesters but we all learned a ton and we all you know played music hours and hours and hours a day and developed a kind of you know synergy and camaraderie that can only come from just like playing 10 hours of music with a you know bong on the living room table (laughs)
0: Going yeah, it. Sounds like, that sounds going like fun it. I mean it,
1: it amazes me how You can't get so tired after 10 hours Of playing that That's what the songs seems- for <laughs> yeah.
6: But you uh, Rick made it, When he made his first record uh, You know I, I just remember The experience of recording that and Just having the sensation Of just having my mind blown That a friend of mine could write songs That were that good and, you know, like, oh, this must be what it feels like to be in one of these great bands, you know. And I had these delusions of grandeur, perhaps, but I still believe in the quality of his songwriting, you know. Hell yeah. And and Maybe you
1: were seeing the future, man. We were just, you know.
6: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was back in maybe 2008. And uh, he ultimately fired me from that band for my unwillingness to take the upright bass on the Chinatown bus to go play a gig that probably didn't make any money. But in retrospect, he was absolutely right. You know, I was, I wasn't being a player.
0: (laughs) Yeah. you got. Hey man, you got to get on the bus, right? So they say
6: (laughs) really good friends. And, you know, I've, I've been, you know, really close with, with Rick since, you know, since that time of the mandolin symposium and he just kept writing better and better music and you know all of a sudden had this pretty considerable catalog of great shit and uh and you know he had hired aaron lip our the other you know core key multi-instrumentalist in the band who's also a tremendous singer and songwriter um he had hired him to play in that band that he fired me from <laughs> oh, no. I met Aaron when I was maybe 20. So I've known him for going on 15 years already. And, and, and he's a monster musician. He, he, you know, Rick plays mandolin guitar and in recent years, he's really shedded piano. He lived in New Orleans for seven years and really just like played a ton of piano. He already played some piano for, you know, as a kid, but he's like a tremendous New Orleans style piano player and just a very versatile piano player of all kinds. Um, but Aaron plays B3. Oh, yeah. He used to be in a band called Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. <laughs> and that's a Rochester band. They're, they're band. they were sort of like the shit hot band when we were at Berkeley. They're a reggae band. Oh, cool. And and he, you know, played B3 with Robert Randolph for a couple of years. Oh, shit. Like, he's not fucking around on that <laughs> But he also plays, you know, lap steel. And he's, he's you know, our lead guitar player half the time. Rick plays lead guitar the other half the time when we're playing electric. They both switch between, you know, like a Rhodes and Aaron plays B3. So we got a lot of shit on stage and we got a lot of sounds we can cover for four guys, but we got two of us are sort of, you know, switch hitters. And Hollywood, Chris English, our drummer is just an absolute gem of a human and a rock staple. And everybody I've ever met on the road who knows Hollywood absolutely loves Hollywood, you know, and he's sort of the elder statesman of the band we're all in our mid-30s and hollywood is 40. um but you know we're all in that same bracket and he grew up playing music in the in the church in rochester i mean he is i still contend that he's the best singer in the band because i mean it's just absolutely ludicrous. and you know sometimes he won't sing a song until like the last song, or the final, you save song. you save it up Dang. for the end. Yeah, and you'll, you you won't even believe the <laughs> the reactions oh. we gave when that happens. kind of hilarious.
1: The secret weapon.
6: Yeah, He's kind of a weapon, but you know we're gonna get him to sing more. And he, you know, he really knows some of this Grateful Dead music like the back of his hand, because um, you know although he grew up in the church. I think he, you know, started making appearances on the lot at, you know, around age 14, Uh, but he's, he's well steeped in jam band culture.
0: You know, I watched, so I was just looking on my phone to see what song it was. I saw you guys have a video on YouTube of doing friend of the devil. Yeah. And his watching him watch you guys play, I, I, you can feel his vibe coming through as he's watching you guys play. I see one of you guys like take a run, and he's just like, "Fuck yeah!" You can see <laughs> him like how stoked he is that you just did it. And there, you sing, I think the last verse or the second to last verse in the song. And when you,
6: the hidden hunter, verse.
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and when With you. Five
6: brought back from the grave i know know.
0: and when you finish he looks at you like fuck yeah man it was it was really cool (laughs) to see the interplay between you guys you can i can see almost visually see the shorthand happening with you yeah
6: Yeah, i mean we we really love each other and we we really love the songs and so that's what we're hoping comes across you know in that video but when we play in general
2: that that's Uh, what definitely comes across on 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 all the watching you live is first of all that you guys are having fun that there is a brotherhood mm -hmm. and that you're having fun and like he was saying the looks are exchanged i was going to say to hollywood like on his instagram every picture i've seen him on stage he seems like one of the most happy smiling people like like he seems one of those people that's always smiling like no matter what and just brings joy to the room with his smile
6: he really is just a high level vibe guardian and he is never he never loses sight of how lucky we are wow. to be a moment playing music and so he keeps everybody checked on their on their bullshit you know oh yeah that's he, dope he everybody aware that you know what is happening is is sacred you know we're getting to do what we love for people who love what we're doing
0: Wow. Sam, that right there, what you just said, that's huge, man. That's a big thing. Like, yeah, you're playing music, but it's it's so much more.
3: It's wild. I,
0: I think about like my experience with the music and how over 30 plus years, it's, changed and grown and how you know now I'm, I'm 51 now and like recently within the last two three years started learning how to genuinely play and my relationship to the music has changed so drastically since starting to do that and like a simple song like um like Peggy O it's like four chords or something like that. It's barely, it's, you know, barely anything, but there is so much there. And in listening to you guys do it, you can feel that you've taken it and made it yours. How does that happen, man?
6: Actually, there's five chords. There's a B. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah. 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 You're right. You're right.
1: (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs) How, how does that happen, man? How does it like, how do you soak it in and then it comes out you
3: like that? It's natural. Well,
6: I mean, I think we would, um, it'd be a disservice to my dad and Jer if we were trying to sound exactly like them. Mm. You know, that that's never anybody's intention. Um, and yeah, if you really love music because music is just a it's a language you know that i'm pretty sure all the humans understand but not everybody really has the maybe the masochism (laughs) or patience (laughs) if you want to call it Mm -hmm. both Uh, dedication to learn how to speak the language fluently or or even like close to fluently because anybody any musician who's like worth a shit really knows that they aren't worth the shit in the grand (laughs) scheme of musical knowledge you know Mm -hmm. like i i know a fingering of what there is to be known out there and that's humbling on you know on the daily but you know just going back to um the fact that it's something that everybody understands and not you know not everybody's speaking it's just a it's a privilege mm. to be able to play music, and and uh, everybody learns by emulating their heroes and and learnings. You know, you have to learn from some sort of framework, right? So transcribing stuff is great, you know, uh, and that's how people ultimately arrive at their own verca- vocabulary and their own vernacular, but. Um, yeah, I, I just want to encourage my friends to be in themselves and comfortable with interpreting this music. You know, I don't want to make sure that everybody on our stage at all times knows that we're not trying to sound like Dog and Jerry, and I'm not trying to sound like Jim Kerwin, and I don't want Chris to try to sound like Joe Craven, and that's not what we're doing here. It's not a preservationist thing. You know, there is room in the this, in this space for that, and that's beautiful, and that takes people there that I have respect for that. Um, that's not what we're doing at all. Um, Cause I don't really think that that's what these guys were really about.
0: You, you mentioned earlier that this group of cats are the ones that um, prompted you to quit school and like really go for it. Well, really Rick, oh, motherfucker,
6: no. <laughs> It was really Rick and Dominic Leslie and, I mean, it was a bunch of friends. They were basically like, look, you're the only bass player amongst us. You're going to get all the gigs. Like, I'll hire you. I'll hire you. You know, Sarah's like, I'll hire you. All right. Well, I guess I shouldn't try to get a real job because this is the thing that I love doing, you know. And my dad, you know, you'd expect maybe for him to be super supportive. And he was in so many ways and very encouraging. Of you know, my musical pursuit, and, you know, very proud to see me progress as a musician, mm-hmm. But he was like, "You know, none of your heroes make any bread, man." and <laughs> don't make any money." Like he's like, "You know, <laughs> I am an anomaly. like no mandolin players make any bread." He's like, "The only reason, basically... You know that we like. It's not because they're they're buying you know dog music in droves. You know it's because of Uncle Jerry. You know, and he's like, "You're not gonna have that."
0: (laughs) Wow! Oh
3: shit!
6: Dad,
0: Dad knows how to keep straight up. Fuck, man, that's
6: if Dad can not
0: keep
1: it real, right?
6: He's the real one, though. You know, because if he hadn't told me that and checked me on my expectation of just like having a. Mill Valley lifestyle as a fucking bass player, (laughs) yeah. You know, I might have been disappointed for years of my life, whereas I I was having a great time playing music with my friends. You know, comfortable in the reality of being a broke bass player. Yeah.
1: Uh, Okay. Well, that's
0: is is that still the reality?
3: Yes, but (laughs) (laughs)
6: you know. I'm I'm trying to, you know, go out there with my dearest friends and build a community and, you know, play music for as many people as we possibly can on affordable tickets, you know, in as many markets as we possibly can. And we're trying to keep it that way. And we're trying to grow a community and continue to enjoy each other and the music. And, you know, it keeps getting better. and this concept could have completely fallen flat on its face
3: yeah but
6: in in january on our first tour we sold out like half of the gigs i was like completely blown away and humbled and honored and you know it's way better now than it was you know 65 gigs ago fuck yeah and uh we just keep growing and you know now there's a we have a team of, of nine folks traveling with us most of the time and it's just a blessing to be around people. I love doing the thing that I love. You know? And
2: that's, the, that's what it is at the end of the day. You're, you're I mean, who, you're doing what you love. Who cares about how much money, I mean, money's awesome. But at the end of the day,
6: you're going to be doing money.
2: what you love <laughs> and being with if the community. Money, yeah.
5: Like, being hopefully. rich,
2: being rich, doing some job you don't like and everything. Screw that. The, that. the richness is in friends and music and love and, we talk to so many people that say that, so many musicians are like, you know, obviously didn't get in this to be rich because it's rare that musicians, you know, kind of like us, we didn't get into podcasting to be rich. <laughs> It'd be nice, but we do it because we love you guys. We love the community. And and I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of the day.
0: Well, I, Mel, Mel and I were having a talk the other day and, and uh, she was kind of like having a bad day. And she was like, you know, just sometimes... That, that other side of my head is just like, you know, what are we doing? Like, we're, we're just running around going to concerts and like partying all the time. and All and our vacations are va- you know, scheduled around yeah, shows. And, and I was like, yeah, but look at all the love that's around us all the time. Look at the community. Look at what's happened with No Simple Road. Like that stuff didn't happen because of us. It actually happened in spite of us. You know what I mean? There's, that's magic that's going on. And that's what's important. And I said, Hey, you know, if you look around us, we have a dope ass family. We have a beautiful community of people. We have really awesome friends. And as far as I'm concerned, that's wealthy. Yeah. That's wealth. That's the shit that's going to last man. Because all the money in the world is like Apple said, great. And if anybody's out there and wants to give us a bunch, I'm down, let's do it right now. (laughs) But like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You know? laughs> fuck yeah
2: but we'd still be doing the same thing yeah. we're doing now and so would you it, exactly. it's like give me a few we'd million it'll make it easier yes. put on
6: a bed for all of you guys
0: yep yeah you know uh I,
1: you know sometimes we all doubt ourselves even when we see we're doing great and i was just having one of those days you know like i think that what all of us, all four of us, and then the four of you guys, what you're doing, we have to do this. It's kind of like our duty. It's our duty to let our audience know about your awesome project and the people that are in it and what you are doing. Like you literally said, we're doing what we love for the people who love what we're doing. That's the kind of stuff I want my, the people that are listening to us know, I want them to know about that. I want them to be that, to be a reality for them on a Tuesday night when you're going through their town and killing it. They didn't know about that before. Now mm-hmm. they do. And that to me is it giving somebody wealth. Because then now they can, they bought your album and they freaking love you and they're buying your merch and they're, you know, on Sam Grisman tour, you know, <laughs> like who, you know, things can happen. And so I think that we're all doing our duty to do what you love, report about what people are doing. And then that, that really does, it spreads kindness, it spreads love, it spreads joy.
0: Well, and it would also be, this is my perspective. Okay for everybody out there is just my opinion. But after being around this for 30 plus years, it would be selfish of me not to share what I've gathered here. Like this, the space that we share in, in at a show together with the musicians and the musicians sharing with us, that space that we're in is sacred and to have spent time in a sacred space and just keep that all for myself is fucking bullshit. And same with Sam. Growing up in a family with that sacred thing around him so much and having the talent and the creativity and the passion to make music of his own, it would be selfish of him not to share it. So it's almost like you have to do it, right? Hi, this is Henry K, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland.
6: yeah trying not to squander privilege yeah you know, it's you. i don't feel mm. like pressure it's more just like an honor
1: yeah
6: and um and a privilege but also it's an obligation but that you know i'm obliged yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's what the word means yes
1: Yes. it's not about pressure it's like a natural duty like a a, a natural uh, like something that's it's beautiful it's like it's a flower blossoming in its own time that's what it is it's like you coming into your own gifts and your own desires all at at a one pinnacle time and people are digging it and we're digging it and thank you for doing it. And thank you to your, you know, your musician friends out there that are keeping it going. And like, I want to see it continue to grow. Like, hell yeah, you guys, like, this is the start of something beautiful.
6: I really, I really see it that way, you know, and, and it's a lot of hard work and we're going to have to do some really hard work to, to keep it, you know, moving forward in the direction that we want because everybody needs to be turned on and inspired and yeah. the music needs to keep getting better at all times. Yes. You know, because nobody needs to put them through the rigors of playing hundred, you know, put themselves through the rigors of playing 100 gigs in a year because that ultimately puts you out on the road.
1: Yeah. You know, a lot.
6: Close mm-hmm. to the year or more. Wow. You That's- know, the way that we're. In our first season, is just sort of we're playing all of all the places where we need to go, if the offer is is good enough. And sometimes our routing is like very you know zigzagged, yeah, and not entirely sustained, you know. And and I'm just honored and grateful that you know this team of people has put in all this hard work this year and you know we owe it to each other and to the community that we're building to keep getting better and keep at it you know yeah and uh we're really a mom and pop shop so i really appreciate you guys us on here you know fuck yeah man the the way that we make is selling tickets and so you know people buying a 20 or 25 ticket like literally puts gas in the tank and keeps the thing going and uh and you know buying tickets in advance is huge <laughs> a yeah. lot of people like to buy them at the door but you know some of these venues we haven't ever been to are kind of like oh, i don't know about these guys, and then like 200 hippies walk up the day after <laughs> and like, hey, <laughs> but it really does affect We'll preach you like going into these gigs you know so uh, really all-
1: sam let me say this we definitely preach early ticket purchasing <laughs> we definitely teach to preach buy the merch and get your tickets early don't wait to get them at the door so you- <laughs> I,
0: uh, wait a minute that you get let, seriously the get treated different is- you get treated different Based on oh yeah, but I don't sense? want to go
6: into that. No, but I'm not throwing that's... anybody under the bus. No, <laughs> no, no. We have a beautiful relationship with these venues, you know? <laughs> but I'm saying it
5: you know, makes sense. If you
6: if you sell eighty percent of the room, if you're gonna sell eighty percent of the room either way, whether it's in advance or walk up, they'll definitely treat you better i.e. let you order off the regular person menu instead of the band menu (laughs) or you know like maybe buy your rider instead of not buying your rider Mm -hmm. or like you know maybe give you hotel room instead of not giving you hotel (laughs) rooms if you're like gonna sell that many tickets in advance rather than at the door because they don't They don't believe that you're going to sell those tickets until it actually happens. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and having 200 hippies walk up at (laughs) at 7:50 when the show's at 8 o'clock, they're like, "Oh shit!" And
6: no, yeah. The flip side of that is, if you don't have the bread, if you just don't have the means, but you have the gumption and you get to the show, like, please reach out. We'll figure out a way to get you in the building.
1: Oh my what okay this is the first time i've heard of never such heard a generosity yeah. not that we don't We look all the people we love all of our previous guests but i've never heard an offer like this and i know you mean it that's really special
0: i get music is meant to be heard. i
1: mean the world yes like, it does yeah period yeah period done nothing else to
0: say about that yeah
1: okay Sam okay non-grateful dead non-grateful dead music what's your favorite three albums
6: oh my god that's such an impossible question Mm -hmm. but I'll try to answer
1: yeah Uh, and I'm I'm well aware it might change if I ask another day
6: (laughs) with aviat okay I really have 300 records that are all just tremendously great records, you know, (laughs) that everybody should listen to. Um, Non-Grateful Dead records, three favorite records. There's a uh, self-titled purplish-blue record called Paul Brady and Andy Irvine. Okay. That came out in 1966, which was kind of like the year of the acoustical big bang because that's the year that the first david grisman quintet record came out and these are two irish musicians who just give that music you know uh breathe new life into this irish folk music and arrange it in these inventive and innovative ways and it's some of my favorite shit to ever listen to
1: wow okay um
6: God, is it wait this is so on,
0: hard hang on the cover of the album has them like hanging out right and it's like blue in the background
6: yeah yeah. okay
0: okay <laughs> i'm looking yeah, at exactly.
6: it exactly <laughs> it's the record with you know arthur mcbride and the Plains of kildare yep, okay right this is on. it okay. and mary,
0: <laughs> mary and the soldier yeah. yeah i
6: mean mary listen to mary and the soldier i mean Listen to any of that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's one. That's one. Uh, There's a record called Skip Hop and Wobble.
1: That sounds fun. Which
6: is Russ Berenberg, Edgar Meyer, and Jerry Douglas. Okay. And uh, Jerry Douglas was sort of my first, like family friend musical hero um you know growing growing up as a bluegrass bass player there just aren't very many like bluegrass bass solos to pull vocabulary Mm, from right okay there's like a few there's there's a you know darling pal mine uh you know from flatten scrugs jake tolick is Mm -hmm. there's like a slap bass solo and like Mark Schatz takes some solos on this Jerry Douglas record, but there's not a lot of stuff for you to steal. So <laughs> I looked to other, you know, bluegrass instrumentalists without, without frets for sort of phrasing. And when I had the facility, um, those were sort of the solos that I started training, grabbing were like dobra solos and fiddle solos. Okay. So Jerry Douglas was my app hero but you know before i even tried to learn a note of his playing um my best friend henry moser who you know grew up at my house with me you know in the studio with very similar experience to me you know we started hanging when i was two oh my god and his dad actually designed my dad's logo and i i grew up around he and his brother jack and his sister mallory and you know jack and and mallory and myself are in this photo that was published in like entertainment weekly which was the photo that my mom threw in front of jerry to have him sketch the cover for not for kids only oh you know and it's this photo that i think Susanna millman took or maybe not but it was in that same spot where those photos of Mm -hmm. my dad and jerry where jerry's like She's in with the purple shirt and the blonde <laughs> yeah, guitar. yeah yeah that's that's my, you know deck you know childhood little side deck off of the dining room there in the house in mill valley and um you know that's where we were watching my dad and jerry play these kids songs and you know entertainment weekly took a photo i guess maybe that was um yeah i guess they just had the record cut but no cover Wow. And then they, you know, thought it would be cool for Jerry to paint the cover. Anyways, that's a total aside. No, I like bad. that aside. Reading. That was a fun yeah.
1: aside.
0: <laughs> Skip Hop and
6: Wobble. Henry Henry turned me on to Skip Hop and Wobble when, whenever that record came out. Because, you know, I'm sure maybe my dad got sent that record or something ultimately. But Mike Moser was like on it with the, you know jerry douglas releases in
0: 1996 this so this is saying it came out in 2006 but what's trippy is no way but it's saying it's on
1: sugar hill records
6: yeah it is on sugar Hill. that's
1: crazy like a maybe a re-release that you're looking yeah yeah. it's gotta be yeah a re-release
6: yeah I, i wonder uh maybe it's on all music or yeah um wikipedia or something okay but i mean that's like pinnacle like mid to late 90s new acoustic music okay. and it's just a, a crazy amount of sound for three people although sam bush is on a lot of it so there's four four dudes on those tracks okay but if you're not familiar with edgar meyer he's probably the world's greatest classical bass bassist but he's also you know formidable improviser in the sort of new acoustic idiom and that's all through you know hard work in the last 30 years um and he's just one of the most inspiring musicians on the planet you know he's a guy who's never he that's really what it's about is just a constant lifelong progression and a quest for musical knowledge you know and that's definitely something that he exemplifies and um you know there's just some great songs on that record and great playing and you know jerry douglas there will never be another jerry douglas there's there's quite a uh a drop-off between jerry douglas and the next world you know the next greatest dobro player in the world oh, and that's shit. not any other dobro player on the planet jerry douglas just has something special you know yeah yeah um, for sure. So that's two records.
1: <laughs> See, I would we would have never known about this. No, I'm so never, glad yeah, that I asked wait. you. You're First of all, you're lighting up. You're telling us about all these incredible musicians. And now I'm super stoked to go listen to these. Yeah,
2: it's not just you like you naming three. One, two, three, there they are. Go listen yeah, to I them. Do, or you're I giving do. us a history. This is great. <laughs> I dig Oxymoron. Thanks Oxum. for your
1: participation. Yeah. I'm
6: trying to think of a third record that is, you know, that's equally hip and also kind of obscure. Okay. Not that those records are obscure, but
2: <clears throat> it's kind of off the beaten path. I mean, I look forward to listening to this now. I I'm I'm not familiar. I I, I can't wait to get
3: familiar with this.
6: Hmm. Okay. And then the third record Okay. would be uh I mean, would it be unfair to pick some dog music? No,
1: uh, <laughs> no, I just said no, dead. So I guess that's that, that counts. No, that yeah, not, that's good. right. It not counts. Dead. It counts.
6: Well, uh, it's really hard to pick a, a favorite uh, David Grisman quintet record for me because they're all really, really dear to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, the record Dog 90 is one that jumps out just because it was released in the year of my birth and i'm pretty sure it was the first record that he released on acoustic disc which is really special and i'm i'm pretty sure it's the the first record that was recorded in that studio in mill valley which is this studio space where my dad and jerry made all their recordings and where my dad made tons of his his best recordings including uh you know doc doc and dog and that's where the famous pizza tapes were recorded all right i just remember you know tons of people coming through the house there and so that's you know all the records that were made at dog studios in mill valley um have a special place for me but dog 90 is a tremendous record and and uh it starts with this tune called Pupville, and the the record is dedicated to to me, you know, Aww. and Aww. and all the other pups in Pupville, and that that <sighs> ended up the name of my first band, which was like this hilarious kid band that you know my dad put together. It all comes it all- together. Bluegrass Wonderkins, and so it's kind of like a full circle uh, record for me, and it's one of the few like hard cds that i actually keep in my car
1: <laughs> right on who's the cute doggy on the cover
6: yeah that's max oh. i was about to say it's also got a picture of mad my, max. My, my childhood dog on the cover and uh and that's the dog there's this uh beautiful youtube video that's like this leaked family footage
0: oh wow
3: of,
6: of my dad and jerry and jim Kerwin practicing in the living room <laughs> and max is running around and i'm running around i saw it today
0: i saw that video today that's funny man i'd never seen it before either
6: and there's like an hour and a half of that yeah stuff. yeah it's
0: <laughs> just, just like people are just like walking through the screen and the dog's there and you guys are running around and yeah that's cool
1: i i think that that's Totally, more than okay to pick an album that was dedicated to you as one yeah, of man. your top three. Yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> well, it's just, that's, that's the place, and and that you know, it's mostly because the music on that record is incredible. Uh, that that tune, Mad Max, is probably you know subconsciously part of the reason that I wanted to be a bass player.
0: Oh,
3: because
6: you know it's a bass feature and it's a this tune that my dad wrote. Okay, you that
0: that brings up a question that I wanted to ask you, man. Um, put the name aside and the history and all that stuff. It's you and your dad. You know what I mean? Like that's, I lost my dad a couple of years ago and he was, it's, it's all good. He's my best friend, man. He was the dopest fucking human I ever met. Anytime that like I had a question, it could be anything about anything. He knew what to do. Always had the best advice. I could murder somebody. He would help me bury the body and cover up the crime scene. Like he was just, he was my road. He was a road dog. And to be able to play music with him. I can't even imagine what that's like. What is that like to be able to play with your dad? dude? Like.
6: It's, it's really special because you know, it's, his passion and it's the thing that he shared with me <clears throat> that has become my passion mm. and uh, you know speaking that language with him is is something that i dearly dearly miss and i'm getting really like antsy just thinking about it because yeah. we have uh, some time coming up where we're about to travel out to washington for a show on vashon island on uh, august 26th at this little festival actually that david gans is gonna be
1: at oh he is. cool we love oh, david dope.
6: he's a su- sweetheart yeah sweet um, guy and uh before then i'm gonna get a chance to visit with my dad for about a week rachel and i are gonna go up there and spend some time she's never gotten to go to port townsend so i'm really looking forward to showing her around up there
0: and That's a dope little town, so man. Beautiful. Yeah. That it's, is a sick little town. I love that place. That like that town we came we were li- we lived in Vegas for like 30 years before we moved up here. And we had some friends Mel actually worked with a dude that moved up to Port Townsend and the first time we came to the Pacific Northwest was to there. And that place is responsible for me being like I don't want to be anywhere else. Like this Pacific Northwest, whatever's going on here this is where I need to be forever.
6: It's like that. It really is. And I had these visions of, cause we have a week off in between a festival in Vermont, the green mountain bluegrass festival will be there on the 18th. And then we have a week until, uh, until this gig on Vashon Island, which is another one day festival. And I thought we'd be able to rent an Airbnb and, Get the band out there early and spend all the time kind of going to dog music boot camp at my dad's house. But turns out, Port Townsend's like one of the most desirable, like, you know, summertime. It's like trying to get a a vacation rental in Cannabunkport, Maine or something.
0: (laughs) Not happening. Or it's like 10 grand a night. Yeah.
6: (laughs) So we're just, uh, gonna go stay at the house for a few days and then uh play this gig which hopefully we'll be able to drag mang out too
0: and you guys are gonna be out he- back out here in november, november? right
6: in december actually oh, December. Uh, we'll, we'll be at the aladdin on december 9th i believe
0: right. oh cool uh, well i like the aladdin um and
6: and then we'll be at uh the tractor tavern again in seattle on the 10th
0: cool uh if, well, I'm sure they will, but if they don't give you guys a hotel room, mm-hmm. you yeah, guys got true. a place to stay, brother. Like, for oh, real. We're not, we're not that far. We're maybe 15, 20 minutes from the Aladdin.
6: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. I used to live right there in Southeast Portland. Oh,
0: cool. Oh, we live, we live right by St. Vincent's up by the, oh, on bar off of Barnes in the uh, 26 right up there. That's awesome. So, yeah, man. Like, You guys stay here. Then you don't got to worry
6: about no bullshit. I think, you know, we might take you up on that. Please do, Please. please. We've
1: had, we love that. We'll totally love that. And we love, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm so excited. I had a girlfriend coming over and she was like, oh, I'm going to go. I was like, you know, I have to do it a little later. We're interviewing Sam. And she was like we got tickets in advance (laughs) for the show. (laughs) And I was like, right on. I'm so stoked. I'm talking to you. I'm more excited to go listen to your music again. And man, I wish you so much luck and, and love with your girlfriend. You've just moved it to Nashville. Like congratulations on that. Like sounds like you got a really beautiful head on your shoulders and also a great musical one too, man. And just want to We're thank trying. yeah no, I just want to thank it. you I think yeah. yeah I think that you're succeeding you got a lot of you said a lot of pearls today lots of um real beautiful wisdom that you've spoken and and you didn't even play music so thank you for that like you're learning a lot and teaching a lot more than just your music so just want to acknowledge that and just say thank you for that
0: yeah Sam and and if there's ever anything that we can do to help like Amplify Spread the word, amplify the, the goings on. All you got to do is say the word better and we're, we're here for you.
6: I really appreciate all you guys. Yeah. I, you look familiar, man. I swear I've seen you at some shows. i
1: well we live in portland so if you We've were here possibly
6: each other, the, man. <laughs> well
2: usually when i get that it's like it's Let's like see. it's like yeah i come to your house on the 25th of get december every year hi <laughs> i always get the santa claus thing. it's like it's like ah you look really familiar in the chimney <laughs> yeah santa
6: claus is riding the rail yeah he is. <laughs> why is santa claus all sweaty and rachel nice to meet you
1: oh Mel. No
6: no i'm sensitive to that shit because my dad kind of looks like santa claus so (laughs) yeah a little bit yeah
1: right Right on i'll um
0: i'll shoot you my my cell number man when you come into town hit us up let us know what's going on
1: yeah that'd be
2: awesome yeah we'd love to host you we love to cook give you a place to do laundry rachel if you're
1: coming too, you're invited i'll um, we'll
6: be there i'll be there and i'll put y'all three on the guest list to any show you ever want to go on
1: oh Fuck yeah. rachel right on. Guys. hell yeah honestly like it's it's not a, a a phony invitation any of it with with all of it sam we got your back we love you we love what you're doing yeah really appreciate you guys Right on, and right.
6: you know there's a bunch of recordings out there uh you can check out on on archive and uh and you know you can go to acousticdisc dot com and check out my dad's recordings and uh, and shortly there should be some SGP stuff on Nugs. Okay, um, just need to pick some shows and and mix them down. Um, okay. but we've been recording um, most all of these shows that we can and and we we have a very pro taper policy and you know we sometimes even let people plug into the soundboard and so there's some really good stuff mm-hmm. up on on archive we want to open to all the people you know who need to listen to the music
1: any any standout shows that you um can recommend
6: Hmm. good good question i mean we just had a, a show um the last weekend um in naples new york uh that was a really good one that just got put up on on the archive i think by our friend peter um There's a Hartford, Connecticut Easter. Yeah. Rachel likes Hartford. Okay. And, uh, I, I thought we had a really good show in West Virginia. Um,
1: okay. I love this. You know,
6: I mean, we've, we've had some good shows and, you know, None of them have been absolute clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, okay. But it's I like go. asking the, the informal show, the higher we become, the more informal we do become. Yes. <laughs> That's the way it should be.
1: Yes. <laughs> then you're doing it right. Yeah. I have okay,
0: last question then we'll then we'll take off. When you were a kid and it was Saturday morning, what was the cartoon that you would go for most?
6: Okay. this is that's such a funny question for you to ask
5: because my
6: dad really thought that contemporary cartoons were super jive Uh, and like they were just like deteriorating like rapidly which he was completely correct in, in that prognosis and so he used to i guess have a vcr plus and maybe this is incriminating but I think the statute of limitations is up. (laughs)
3: Yeah, we're good.
6: But he used to just like go through the TV guide and highlight like actually actual dope shit, mostly cartoons, because he's like into comic books and cartoons and horror movies and, you know, Hitchcock and Bellini and just dope shit. shit. You know, he and Jerry were cut from the same cloth in that regard. But he, you know, he wouldn't let me watch Sesame Street. He wouldn't let me watch. He hated Nickelodeon. And so I could watch Nickelodeon when he was on the road. (laughs) And and, uh, he really dug like Mark's brothers movies (laughs) and silly symphonies and merry melodies and hip old, you know, Warner brothers and Disney cartoons. That's the good shit. Uh, And so that's what he, he would like, you know, I guess he saved you know vhs tapes that would slowly start filling with more and more you know dope old cartoons is somebody knocking at our door love okay
2: silly symphonies was my i i loved those the silly symphonies and a lot of that stuff like,
0: melodies was a shit yeah
6: yeah yep.
2: that was that was real entertainment
0: yep
6: I mean a lot of those are just burned in my mind you know and, and they all have a musical component mm-hmm. like the the grasshopper and the ant and a lot of them are are aesop's fables yes you know, or or just like just great old stories that
0: need to be told I can, um i can remember watching that shit on acid in your room yeah when we were kids <laughs> watching cartoons yeah yeah uh,
6: yep. yep i can this very same thing (laughs) right on brother you know sitting on my parents living room floor watching it on VHS right
0: right. right. Hey.
1: well wait a minute I wanted to say this I can't think of a better way that we could have spent Jerry's day by doing something to honor him you're wearing his shirt the album's on Aaron's you know, on his chest where we brought him. Up. I feel like we, we spoke of him to remember him in such a positive manner. And I want to say, thank you. We didn't clearly, we didn't know we were going to do this on his birthday. It just worked out that way. But thank you for that. Cause I feel like it needs to be said, that's the, another synchronicity of what happens with no simple road. And, and then speaking to our, the people that we love is like, these important mile markers are um, highlighted and we get to keep this forever, man. And
0: it's our own way of sitting Shiva today.
1: Yeah, man. I feel like.
6: It's actually, fortunately the anniversary of his passing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just a- saying. I, have, I have some mixed feelings about, you know, celebrating that and, and the days between it, just because I I am sensitive to the, you know, commercialization or commodification of, of somebody's you know passing Oof. and also such a dear m- you know multifaceted, complicated person um and you know i i love every day is jerry day to me yes okay. yep. you know, I, there's i listen to his music every day and and you know i learn something from him almost every day and, um you know I, I'm not saying that it's distasteful in any way. It's just it's I've got mixed feelings about it. You know.
0: Yeah, it
3: makes
6: yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I I
1: feel like it's an it's an honoring of what we're doing. And also, you know,
6: but August ninth.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: it also it it took an absolute legend from us today. Yeah. It did. You know, it did. One of the songwriters of of that period, um, Robbie Robertson, regardless of you know what anybody may feel about any business things his legacy is is tremendous you know and he left behind some some of the greatest music of that time of, of any time of any yeah some of my favorite music and some of jerry's favorite music yeah, so
0: this day but, this is, yeah it's the it's basically the day after my son's birthday that's what this day is <laughs> we're gonna, yeah we're gonna call it
6: <laughs>
0: fuck it man hey sam let's hang out
6: brother yeah man i thank you guys for your kindness and, yeah you too and man
0: yeah
2: and thank Good. you for the such open open openness and honesty and the sharing stories and it, it, it this was great man yep. thank you so much
0: we'll stay in touch brother we'll talk to you soon much love. We Go have a date. We have day. a
1: date in December, man. December ninth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Soon, man. Bye, you guys. Much
0: love. Wow. Wow, man. That, that I'm was
2: I'm so
1: you- glad Rachel jumped on with her uh-huh, beautiful right? self just sitting over to the side. Because you yeah. can see her
2: shadow once in a while. You know, <laughs> you know when somebody's in the room and it's like, come that. jump
0: in. And so when we were at fair on Saturday night, I was talking with Dan Cohen about the Merry Pranksters. And I don't know if he was telling me that he read it somewhere or he was, he actually is credited with saying this himself. I don't know which because I was a little out of my mind. But uh, he said that the power of Keezy and the Merry Pranksters. Was they were unapologetically themselves. themselves. Yes. That's what we just saw.
2: Yeah. And I remember, I remember that that was, yeah, I remember hearing that when Dan said that there.
0: Yeah. Um, that is somebody that was raised. Right.
2: Well, and I just love the way this started, it this started off. I mean, like you said, because the, the day that it is August 9th and everything, it, it, it started immediately with him being so open and emotional. Mm-hmm. From 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 word one. Well, it, it, how can it, was, it not
0: be for? F- look, it's emotional for us, and we were ten thousand steps removed from yeah the the universe that was that. So
1: he's talking about his uncle.
0: Yeah, that's, his, that's that's his, who he's his, talking that's about. Family. That's like secondarily
1: that keep, Jerry.
0: That's out family there, that but, people are weird about. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, why is everybody acting like that about Uncle Jerry? Yeah, that's just my uncle. Yeah, yeah. And
1: well, the kids we we've raised the kids with a bunch of like aunts and uncles around all the JJs and the Marianas and Apple Apple. Like there's so many uh, people that are not blood related that are are close family. So imagine if people had pictures of
0: Apple up in their house and they were like following him around the country. How weird that would be? That would
1: be a little strange. Like, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. it Simon's what do, like, man. what? It's Apple, dude. Order
2: your pictures now at <laughs> Well, The, the other so thing yeah, I dude. love, too, is that never... that I don't think that... Because we asked musicians that have played their whole lives. It never gets old, like, at the beginning. And when you hear... Thank you, Sam. Because when we first came on with you, like you said, you're like, I'm excited to be hearing that from somebody that knows who we are, knows our names that's cool. and is excited to be on the show, makes it so more heartwarming yeah. and, and close. And and-
0: I didn't, I didn't want to like go into me playing music with him, but like I had a moment with their album that's on Apple Music today. Um, like Cody and I have been playing Peggy O, and I put on their Peggy O, and I hear the song completely different now. I was playing along with it this morning, and I was like, "Oh shit!" It like it, sank it, more. It, yeah, it, like me. it clicked.
1: It's because he was playing five chords, not the four he, chords. Yeah, he was you're playing, playing five. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they were also playing it in a different key that I learned it into, <laughs> which makes it different. But yeah,
1: they. You know, this. Is, think about this. Is there any other occupation? And there may be. Where even if you like, like, say, like a business, right? Like, you're in business or you're in medicine, where they're so complimentary, of like doctors are just like, yeah, he's the best surgeon I've ever no. seen. And yeah, that, that optometrist, you see you him can- in the
2: operating room. The yeah. old,
1: wait
0: a minute. The only other profession that I even could correlate that with would be sports when yes. they're being cool.
1: Yes. No, because like every musician that plays with, I mean, of course he's crazy about his band because he respects them and they and play their they're, they're homies. But like, then he's got his dad, then he's got his, the Sierra hole, all these people that he knows that are amazing musicians. And like, he's not alone in, in verbalizing how amazing it is to play with great people and how, amazing these musicians are like they're so complimentary of each other and i've just never known now that you say that about sports yeah um but like another business or career that really people are just so grateful to do what they do and and, prop each other up exactly bring each other up yeah man
2: yeah i was was gonna say dance too but that's a mixed bag with dance dance can be very competitive yeah very competitive music
1: isn't it's not that it's not competitive. It's very competitive about, you know, getting booked and like, you know, certain spots in a band, all that. But like, also they're going to be like, damn, that guy's dope. He is an amazing bass player or he is like, that singing is incredible. And at the end of the day,
0: I feel like Sam was, is just like another member of our crew. Yeah. Like we could kick it and have a barbecue with him or, go to a show and get down, you know what I mean? Like that's that's a homie right there. Yeah, that's a friend. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're gonna go. We are uh we are checking out right now. Mel's on the phone, the whole no, thing's going oh, on. We'll be back here. next week with more stuff and things. And until then, take care of each other. Love smile at another. a stranger. Safety third. Hi, and, Oh Mel's leaving the room. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the outro longer now because Mel's gone. Make she sure like, to hydrate. It's yeah. still
2: summertime. It is still Even summertime.
0: Even when it's not summer, you should hydrate, but hydrate more. Ben uh, I have it. I have a, a great idea for everybody. If you're going to be by any like body of water this week and it's hot out, put on like light those citronella candles and put on bug spray of some kind, like some natural stuff that keeps mosquitoes away, cuz I'm allergic to mosquito bites, man, and I got bit at fair like 3 or 4 different times. And I'm still healing from that shit. So take care of yourselves. And
2: there's Darwin telling you what to do, too. That's yeah. for all the dogs.
0: <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. There's a whole fucking Meshuggana thing happening here. Woo-hoo. We love you. Be back. Peace.
3: The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road.